Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and women's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. Hello, and thank you for listening. So this is episode number four. Um, So first of all, I just wanted to say how grateful I am about the outpouring support I've had from my friends and family and followers. And it's just been so awesome to know that, that my words are reaching other people and it's helping. So today, um, one of our, the topic that I'm going to talk about comes from, uh, one of the moms that is actually pregnant right now. And, and her question was, she's wanting to know how to not run out of energy during labor. So I really wanted to cover this next since she will be having her baby soon. And I hopefully this will help her and hopefully it will help other people too. So the first things, first things first. So getting your body in optimal balance and health is top priority before we even reach labor. Um, so if you think about it this way, so if you decide one day you are going to wake up and you wanted to run a marathon, so 26 miles. So would you just like wake up on the day of the marathon and just start running? Um, I mean, like you definitely could do that, but I doubt that you'd be able to like finish the race, like let alone make it to the end. So you have to train your body and you have to train your mind too to have the endurance and the stamina and the ability to finish the race, but not just like finish it. You want to be able to do it as easily as you can. Um, so what do you do? So you wake up and you run so many miles every day. You're training. Um, you slowly increase until you are able to have the endurance to keep up and to do it without running out energy. You know, you eat the right foods, um, the foods that are going to give you the strength and allow you to have the energy and the power to keep going. Um, you take care of your body by stretching it every day. You may see a massage therapist, work out the knots and stuff and the chiropractors to make sure your body's in good um, alignment. You make sure that you're in optimal health. So if you took care of your body and trained this way, I think that you'd have a much better experience than if you were to not train at all and just start running. Um, and so I believe the same thing about labor. So we need to first get your body and your mind prepared for labor in the similar ways. So think of labor as a marathon and then the birth is like the last mile. Um, so before your labor even begins, we need to make sure that your pelvis and your other muscles and ligaments and joints that you're going to be laboring with are flexible and they have the ability to allow baby in the optimal position to make labor as smooth as possible. So I'm going to go over a list of like eight things that I think are um, like a good thing to follow um, to help you maintain your energy and labor. So the first thing is spinning babies daily essentials. I can't express enough enough how much I love spinning babies. I went to one of their workshops last month and it was so incredible. I learned so much stuff and um, so their daily essentials is like a 
some exercises and um, stretches and stuff to do every day to prepare your ligaments and your joints and stuff like that for the long haul of labor. Um, so you can actually get some free examples on their website, um, which I will link in the show notes. And, um, they also on that same link, they have a video that they recorded and you do have to pay for it, but you can watch the, um, trailer for it. It's like two minutes to see if it's something that you would like. It's like $16.99 and it leads you through like 13 activities, um, the video actually offers two 28 minute long routines. So like the first one is to learn with, and then the second one is to kind of get you in the flow after learning the right alignment of the um, exercises and stuff. So it's really, really good. If I was pregnant, I would definitely buy it. Um, but um, you can definitely use the free exercises and kind of make up your own routine, whichever is going to help you the most. Um, so some of the top ones are like calf stretches, which is going to help your legs with squatting. Um, and sometimes when you are stretching your calves, I know this happened to me a lot. You get leg cramps, um, or like Charlie horses, which are freaking awful. <laughs> um, so like massaging those really fast as, um, as soon as you get those, just massaging them will hurt or help. But, um, to prevent those potassium and calcium and magnesium are usually, um, what kind of like a deficiency in those is kind of what causes cramps sometimes. And so I would get like a dosage from your provider on what you should take. Um, but some prenatals, prenatals do have calcium and potassium already in them, but they're like small doses. So adding in those three nutrients can really help. So definitely ask your provider at what, um, dose you should take those three, um, nutrients. So, I actually really love taking magnesium, like, um, recommending magnesium to a lot of pregnant people, um, because it's not just the cramps that it helps, but it also helps like, uh, sleep and it helps digestion because constipation is a huge thing. Right. Um, and it helps, um, with all sorts of stuff. So, and when we're pregnant, our body uses magnesium up really, really fast. It just like burns through it. And so we're really usually deficient in that mineral. And so we need to supplement. So definitely ask your provider about taking that. So that's the first one. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Stuff. So, uh, calf stretches and hip openers, leg stretches, cat cows, like in yoga. So like you're arching your back and then releasing it, letting your belly hang. So doing that every day, um, and then making sure to relax your ligaments. A really good way to do this is by dancing. A specific dance is belly dancing. And actually belly dancing was um, created for fertility and pregnancy, not like for entertaining men. So <laughs> um, if you could find like a belly dancing studio or some or a teacher in your in your community, I highly recommend trying it out and see if maybe that's for you or not. Um, so number two, so an important thing to do is to see a chiropractor weekly starting around like 22, 24 weeks. If it's, if you're past that, um, just starting whenever you can, um, and financially if weekly is not, if you can't do weekly, at least going once a month or something just to keep your body in a good alignment. So when you do this, it releases the tight ligaments that are preventing optimal position of the baby and releasing tight ligaments that are also causing like back or sciatic pain is, um, really important too. And it really is helpful. I know a few friends that have had really bad sciatica in pregnancy and their chiropractors going to the chiropractor like regularly, um, really, really helped to relieve that. So 
I really highly suggest doing that. If you're in Utah, um, the Utah Birth Forum is an amazing place to get recommendations for good chiropractic care. Um, I do recommend getting one that's Webster certified, which means that they did specific training for pregnancy, um, for pregnancy. So, um, there's that. And then I can also link the Utah birth form in the show notes. If you're from Utah and you want to find a chiropractor. So number number, oh my gosh, can you help me talk today, please? <laughs> so number three is prenatal massage therapists. Um, so seeing, uh, Oh my gosh, please help me. (laughs) Prenatal massage therapist at least once a month um, is really beneficial. So A, you deserve it. You deserve to be pampered and B, your body really needs it. So breaking up like the fascia that wraps itself around the ligaments to be um, released in order for your body body and your pelvis to move around as much as it needs to in labor. So sometimes even like scar tissue um, builds up and it's this fascia and it wraps itself around ligaments and these things. And it creates, um, kind of like a web, like a spider web. So like, say if something pulls this, you know, one way it'll pull the other way and it just creates this kind of mess. So people that have had C-sections, I highly recommend not only seeing a prenatal massage therapist, but seeing somebody that specializes in myofascial, I think that's the word, um, releasing. So there's a couple people that are really, really good that I can link or, um, just reach out to me and I can help you find one. Um, so seeing a prenatal massage therapist. So number four is going on walks, um, daily or every other day doing prenatal yoga daily or every couple days going swimming, dancing, anything that's going to make you sweat is going to build endurance for labor. So if you already are working out, I highly, highly recommend that you see a chiropractor and a massage therapist to keep the pelvic floor muscles and ligaments loose. Um, because a lot of the people that run a lot, um, or are like high in high impact sports, um, have very tight pelvic floors. And a lot of the time, like they are very, very healthy, but that doesn't necessarily mean that their pelvic floor is, um, in optimal health or I don't want to say health, but optimal, um, mobility to have birth to give birth, um, vaginally. And so a lot of the time it ends up in C-section. So if you can, um, get yourself to a chiropractor and a prenatal massage therapist or, or just a chiropractor to release those ligaments, it will really, 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 really help you. Um, so there's that one (laughs) and, um, yeah, going walks on daily. So anything that's going to build your endurance, Cause like I said, it's a marathon. You don't want to just wake up and run. You need to slowly build up your endurance. Um, and definitely talk to your provider before doing any exercise or anything rigorous, rigorous, <laughs> but that's why something like dancing and swimming and walking is really easy. It's, um, swimming is really easy on the joints. So if you have a lot of, um, joint pain from the added pressure of pregnancy, swimming is really, really, really good. And it really helps, um, relieve discomfort. Okay. And then number five tip is resting in early labor. So when you feel like your first contraction or pattern that seems regular, it can be like super exciting. And then your adrenaline starts to increase since it's like the big show it's beginning and you're super excited, but really the best thing to do in early labor is to rest. Um, this is the longest phase of labor and usually contractions are spread out from the furthest or like the contractions are spread out the furthest. Um, 
So you may not even be able to sleep because you're so excited or because it's really uncomfortable, but at least do some sideline or closing and closing your eyes, maybe having your partner or your doula um, massaging your back and your hips or your legs during the contractions and then letting you rest in between them. Um, also getting one of those, um, oh my gosh, those uh, blinder things for your eyes that block out the light is really, really helpful too because... Um, if it's like during the day and the lights in your melatonin isn't getting released. And so you need something to keep it dark. So even in labor, just to kind of shut out everybody, those are really, really nice. So I've even heard some midwives tell their clients to drink a glass of wine and then like go back to bed. Um, since wine's usually wine usually allows the body to just relax and give it a minute to, um, to like calm down. Um, obviously talk to your provider before, drinking a glass of wine, but I've heard a lot of midwives tell their clients to just take a, take a drink of wine and go back to bed or even just a shower and then go back to bed or a bath. Even if it's early labor and you are exhausted, if you are having like prodromal labor, which is like labor that just goes and goes and goes, but doesn't really make any difference in your cervix or you don't, it doesn't increase in frequency. It's not considered like true labor. Um, and that can go on for a long time, sometimes weeks, sometimes days. Um, sometimes taking a bath isn't in the early labor, isn't a bad thing. If you're like, I just need to rest, um, go take a bath and see if that will relax you enough to go back to bed. Um, but sometimes baths can slow down labor. So if you're trying to speed things up, um, maybe not do that, but, um, getting rest in early labor is really good so that you are not wearing yourself out before, um, you really need to. Okay. Number six. So snacking on protein and carbs to keep and keep drinking water with electrolytes, um, is so, so important. Um, I will also link a labor aid recipe in the show notes. Um, it's like a, I don't know, it's just an amazing drink to drink during labor. So you're getting all the electrolytes to keep going to stay hydrated. Um, and hospitals now are, I don't want to say all hospitals cause I'm not sure, but, um, the ones that I've been to are now allowing women to eat and drink in labor, depending on the situation. Some situations are different. Um, but if you're like a healthy, normal pregnancy, um, eating and drinking in labor is recommended because when you're in labor, your body is using up all this energy and um, it needs fuel. And so if you're not getting fuel, this body is not going to last very long. It's going to wear out faster. Um, so since when you're in labor, your body's digestion slows down a lot. Um, so a lot of women actually aren't hungry when they're like in active labor. So in early labor, try having like a high protein meal or snack with like a slow burning carb or complex carbs, like whole wheat bread or crackers or brown rice, something that's going to stay in your system for a long time to slowly burn that energy. If you take like, if you eat something like white bread or something, it's going to burn quicker. Um, so yeah, eating something that's like brown rice or something like that to let your body to slowly digest it and burn the fuel slower, if that makes sense. <laughs> so even like a nice hot bowl of chicken noodle soup would be really good because um, you get the protein, you get the um, sodium with the electrolytes, um, the electrolytes with the sodium in the chicken broth. Um, you get the vegetables, so you get like the carbs. And um, then if that, if you're like doing a home birth or something, it's really nice because you just like in early labor, you can even just cook it while you're in labor. 
and put it in the crock pot and then you can like have it cooking, slow cooking, like through your whole labor. And then you have something really yummy to eat when you're done. So if that's an option for you and you like chicken noodle soup, I suggest to try it. Um, and then also just keeping a big pitcher of labor aid or, you know, water in the fridge and keep like a large water bottle with a straw, something that's really easily accessible, um, in that you can drink it between contractions. So a good rhythm, um, to remember to drink is to, after every contraction ends, take a sip, keep it with you. Just kind of keep it in your hand or like next to you, let your doula know or your partner know that to just ask, offer it to you, even if you don't ask, because most women like are so tired, they don't even want to ask for anything. So having it just to brought to your face and you can take a sip of it if you want to, or you don't, you can just ignore them. So that's a really good thing to keep in mind. All right. Number seven. Um, one of the most exhausting parts of labor can be the pushing phase. So with an average first time mom pushing over an hour, sometimes even three to four hours, that's a long time to be pushing you guys. (laughs) So the key to this, the key to having a short labor or not short labor, I'm sorry, short pushing phase, um, is to allow the body and the baby to work together to bring the baby down before active pushing begins. Um, because just because you're 10 centimeters, it does not mean that you're, that you need to start pushing. You'll hear that a lot. Oh, you're 10 centimeters. Go ahead and start pushing. But if your body doesn't feel like it needs to push, it can be too early just because you're 10 centimeters doesn't mean the baby's down far enough. And so you're doing yourself a disservice and you are running yourself out of energy by pushing your baby will actually most likely come down on their own, even without you pushing. If your contractions are doing their job, um, then they kind of just bring the baby down with them. Like that's the job of the contractions is to push the baby down. And babies are so smart. Um, if you like, I don't know, um, if you felt this before, sometimes you, I mean, you can't usually if you have an epidural, but if you have, um, if you're not medicated, you can sometimes feel your baby still kicking. Um, and what they're doing is pushing off your uterus (laughs) and trying to like push with the contractions. It's pretty amazing. Um, so give your baby some credit. They know what they're doing. They're very smart. So if you allow this to happen and only push when your body and you feel it happy naturally, then it can make the pushing phase much shorter. So therefore it's less exhausting. So avoiding blue face pushing, which is holding your breath and bearing down for 10 seconds, three times in one contraction. So that can be a lot, a lot, a lot. And I've done that with two of my kids. And let me just tell you, it was not, not my favorite part. Um, so by avoiding the blue face pushing, it can help a ton. Um, so if you have an epidural though, you may not be able to feel when you need to push or if you're pushing effectively, so it can help to have coach pushing. Um, but also allowing your body to work with the baby, um, something called rest and descend can help a lot. So like, just ask your nurse or your provider who's helping you to let your body do most of the work on its own without pushing earlier than you need to. And this can also prevent tearing. So letting your body and your baby just kind of work together will allow you to not um, exert yourself more than you need to. Just let your body do the work. It's smart. It knows what it's doing. Sometimes our babies need to be out quickly. And so those are different circumstances and your provider will tell you. Um, But if there's nothing 
if nothing's going on, if your baby is fine, you are doing fine, just let your baby come down. And then when you need to push, you can push. When you feel that urge to push, push. Push with your body and listen to your body. You are smart. You know how to do this. You know how to poop (laughs) and you know how to push a baby out. Like you will feel it. You will feel it. And a lot of women say it's like throwing up on the opposite end, (laughs) just like throwing up. Um, You cannot stop it. It just comes out. It's the same with pushing. And so when these nurses or providers or whatever tell them to not push, um, wait for the doctor. Or so when a nurse says, you know, don't push, wait for the doctor, don't push or hold it in or something stupid. (laughs) Um, A lot of women are like, "Um, excuse me, I cannot do that. Like this is happening whether you like it or not. Um, So your body is smart. Your baby is smart. Just go with it. Fill it work with it. Work with your body. Don't work against it and you will not exert yourself. Okay. So number eight. So red raspberry leaf tea. Um, so this is a, like a drink you drink four times a day, um, about 36 weeks of pregnancy. And what this does is it helps to tone the uterus. Um, so it helps, which helps the contractions become stronger, which they are more effective. Um, so there's not a lot of like good studies um, done with like a lot of people on it. You can look at um, evidencebasedbirth.com and look up red raspberry leaf tea and she has a lot of good information on there. But the good thing about it was that they didn't show any negative side effects. And I talked about this in my Instagram post one time about the um, evidence-based information and all the women that commented said that it helped them. They had shorter labors and so who knows? Maybe it worked. Um, so it doesn't hurt to take it. So why not give it a try? Um, some women say that they don't like the taste. So there are, I think there's capsules of dried red raspberry leaves that you can also consume. So also asking your provider for sure before you start anything, just to make sure, just to be on the safe side. Um, and if they're not familiar with it, then take them the evidence-based information and then they can make an educated informed decision. You can make an educated informed decision based on their provider's opinion and evidence. So, um, and then also another thing you can take is, um, you can eat six dates a day from about 36 weeks on. And what those do, it actually helps to soften the cervix. So, which makes it easier to efface and dilate once labor begins. So making the cervix more favorable in a natural way is really nice. Um, if you are a, have gestational diabetes or you're diabetic, um, the dates have a ton of sugar in them. So I don't know if that's a good idea, but that's again, another question for your provider because they would know better. So to review the eight ways to save, um, to save your energy or have enough energy to go through labor is one spinning babies, daily essential stretches. Um, number two is seeing a chiropractor weekly from 22 to 24 weeks, keeping your ligaments loose and also helping to relieve back and sciatic pain. Um, number three, prenatal massages monthly. If you can, um, what this does is it relaxes the tight fascia around ligaments and can relieve a lot of discomfort. Um, daily walks is number four, prenatal yoga and dancing. Anything that's going to make you sweat is going to build your endurance. Number five is resting in early labor. Even if it's only between contractions, this is the longest phase of labor. You need the most rest. So if you can do it, do it. 
Um, and number six, snacking on protein and carbs and keep drinking water with electrolytes in it, staying hydrated. And number seven, allowing the body and the baby to work together to bring the baby down before actively pushing. Don't exert yourself. Let your body do the work. Um, and number eight is red res relief tea and dates. Um, again, talk to your provider. So I hope you guys, I hope this makes sense. I hope this helped you. Um, if you learned something new, I would love to know, um, if you enjoyed the episode, um, please screenshot it and tag me in your like Instagram stories and you can tag at Trista B doula. Um, doula is D O U L A. And if there's any content that you want me to cover, you can email me at Trista birdzell at gmail.com. And I can link that email in the show notes as well. Um, but you guys are amazing and I really, really, really appreciate your support. It means so, so much. Um, you're helping me reach more people and, in order for me to reach more people, if you can, please submit a review, um, a good review, please, <laughs> if you want to, if it's honest. Um, I don't make any money from this. I just do it because I feel like I need to be able to reach more people in a different way. Um, so thank you so much for helping me spread the awareness and education. I really hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I love you. <laughs> Bye.